Welcome to Car Wash M&A, the podcast, brought to you by Amplify Car Wash Advisors, the number one advisors of car wash chains nationwide on mergers and acquisitions in capital advisory services. Hi, I'm Lenise Barnett, Vice President of Business Development at Amplify Car Wash Advisors, and your host of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. Here, we'll take a deep dive into the current mergers and acquisitions activity of the car wash industry, with a goal of keeping car wash owners informed on where the market is today and where it's going tomorrow so that you can make informed decisions about your business. We'll help you answer the question, should I sell my car wash now or should I enter growth mode and really scale my operation? Each month, I'll speak with industry experts who will share practical advice on how to sell or scale your car wash. While the industry is undoubtedly changing, what remains constant is the need for solid information so you can evaluate where you are and chart the course for the future of your business. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. Uh, today, I have Matt DeWolf, who is also the host of Car Wash, the podcast by the ICA, the International Car Wash Association. First of all, welcome, Matt. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Lenise. It's always good to see you. Yeah, you too. So you and Jeff Pavone, our partner at Amplify Car Wash Advisors, recently recorded for your show an episode, and we're going to rebroadcast that show in its entirety after this, but I just wanted to take uh, a few minutes to chat with you about what big themes stuck out with you from your conversation with Jeff, and then just dive deeper into a couple of those that I found really interesting as well. So first, what was the most surprising thing that Jeff shared in um, that recent episode about what he sees going through the end of 2023 or coming into 2024? First of all, it's always fun to have Jeff on because I always learn something, um, whether that's what his favorite hooded sweatshirt is uh, or something cool about the industry. But I think one of the things that kind of bubbled up for me was just the reality of this pause state that we're in, right? Like we kind of felt it and you could see it in kind of the news that was coming out, but to be able to sit down and talk and say, okay, what are you actually seeing? Like you're, you're on the side of, of the business where you're doing the deals and talking to many more people than I ever am. What's, what's happening. And to have that kind of validated that, Hey, it's not bad. We're just paused. Like we're going to settle down for a minute. We're going to work on our business. We're going to really like focus on being super efficient and super profitable and we're going right. to just keep going. And I thought that that was super, super uh, helpful for me just to ground me and kind of what what I look at every single day. Right. And I totally agree with you. We had this really fervored pace of just interest in general in the car wash industry. And it, you know, when it, when the party's going, it seems like it's going forever, but also that when when there is a a pause in the music it doesn't mean that it's completely stopped or that everything that was good about the traction and the momentum is gone but it does have to have a more stabilized or normalized pace at some point you can't go at the highest gear all the time and so it seems like this is just helping that reset and recalibrate as an industry for continued interest and success overall yeah, I mean, the follow-up to that, honestly, was this whole conversation around 
getting back to our roots, really, Jeff was talking and he, I think he made some comment about the great car washers build car wash companies, not that they don't just do a great job of washing cars. And I thought that was so resonant, um, especially because in my mind, I was thinking about how quickly everything was going. And then as you talk to people that started to slow down, they were always talking about, well, we're going to take this time to focus on our infrastructure. And it's like, man, you know, I, I get the idea that, you know, people talk about we're trying to build the plane as it's going down the runway and then taking off. And that's an approach. But you can't really do that if you don't have the parts in place. Right. right? And, and so that was missing. That's what's always been missing, I think. Or the mechanics to build anything. <laughs> right. You have to have some of these things there. Otherwise, yeah. it's just that's just, a you know, hope and a dream. I loved that, too. And the idea that the successful car wash companies are successful companies. Period. Yeah. They are successful entrepreneurs. They are focusing their time and resources on their, their team, their leadership, their ability to build a culture within their organization to then take that culture and resonate it or, or, or outwardly showcase that to their customers or to be able to provide that great experience. But they need to feel like they're empowered and they know what's going on and feel part of the team, feel mm -hmm. validated so that they can share that. And this is, this is a feel good service where we want people to come and enjoy the experience of getting their car washed. A lot of times, you know, this is five, 10, 12 years ago, but we would talk about people putting washing their car in with going to the bank, getting their dry cleaning and that it was this chore or commodity that was very interchangeable that was like on this checklist of like wah, 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 wah. Yeah. and then now it's a totally different experience and i i really value the car wash industry for embracing that experiential nature and really pushing the boundaries on how we can you know lean into that and do more and be creative and i think that's a really cool part of it well and i think it's only going to get better i mean now that we are so much more visible and there's so much more interest, um, both just in general terms and from a financial perspective, right? All this money came into the industry. We can do so much more. It's pushing so much innovation. And it's pushing all of these really great entrepreneurs in this industry to think differently and to like stretch those muscles, right? Like people were kind of building up their businesses and maybe we're like getting pretty comfortable doing that. And now there's all this new challenge and all this new pressure. And it's like, it's a really kind of perfect place, I think, for those folks who do a great job to really expand and disrupt in new and exciting ways. I'm super excited to see what, what comes out of that. Yeah. And it's, it's mirroring that strength in the core infrastructure of just the sound business practices, but mm -hmm. also the ones that are more like apt to lean into innovation and embracing new technologies or trying different things that just because XYZ has been done a certain way doesn't mean that there's not another way to do it. And I know you guys touched on some new technology and different just things that are coming out with kiosks or with how companies are adding locations or maybe having acquisitions. And then how do they fold those into their system? And there's new and creative ways that companies that these solutions providers are, are providing that answer, or that option to look at it differently than just the same one way that's being done, like rip everything out, put, you know, put the same system in or however. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's the, that's the area, right. Where it, it seems like we're most ripe for kind of disruption. And at some point when money is expensive and there isn't enough of it, you got to make some decisions. And so I think the technology that's coming out of that is going to be super fascinating. And it's something like we've been talking about for a long time, right? Like when are we going to get to be 
at a point where we have stuff like um, like the McDonald's, you know, pay stations where they where you're just tapping and tapping in your order. We're like, how are we going to leverage some of this data that we're able to start collecting now and and use smartly to create better customer experiences? I think it's, I think we are so early on in all of this. It's going to be super exciting. I do too, and I um I always love sharing in that enthusiasm with you on like the kind of nerdy marketing and <laughs> experience side and just the just watching the industry over time and. I mean, really coming from here, are you going to laminate your, your, your piece of paper on your clipboard when you right. put it in the customer's window? Right. Or are you going to make them memorize the script? I mean, there's so many things that have advanced that we have been kind of as an industry. We have the opportunity, you're right, to keep pushing this further and with money being more expensive, necessity breeds innovation. So it yeah. does make that ripe time for and all the kind of right ingredients to explore new ways of doing things that can be really exciting. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right, Lenise. Like we didn't have to for a long time. There was nothing was pushing us to. So if somebody got a really great idea and they wanted to try it, they could, and they could go do that, but they didn't need to. And now, now you do need to, you need to be differentiated. And I think the, the thing that you made me think about is you're talking about kind of data and experiences that we shouldn't leave out is the, the employee experience, right? I mean, the way that we can enable employees and make them feel good about their experience every day is being totally uh, enabled because of data, because we can see how they're performing. We can optimize for that. We can we can get our own operational numbers much faster than we ever could before. And we can start seeing that in a dashboard that helps us make decisions. And then our employees feel good about that. And they feel the the whole success of the organization instead of like, waiting for a quarterly report to come out and wondering, oh, well, I tried this this change in my sales tactics and I don't know if it worked until three months later. That that doesn't feel right. Good. Right, right. And and even with that, having the employee have that onus to where they have to make the change in their sales tactic to see if it works mm-hmm. when really we need better training or or to think through those, how can we empower them to have these tools and resources to be successful? I was on a, a car wash tour with one of the associations and um, I saw at one of the places inside the the office area, it was an express exterior, but they had an office with an employee lounge and things like that. But they had a table and it had um, headphones with it and it was a dedicated training area. And I just loved it because this is a new employee's desk that has their you know, training computer or tablet set up that they're going to go to, that they're going to complete these modules. But the the idea of the dedicated space yeah. for a new employee to have a temporary home while they're getting kind of getting things figured out and watching so many, especially young kids come in and maybe it's their first job and they just are so, they don't know what to do and they don't have a place yet. And so that intentionality of like, this is your training area, just watching things like that. I love seeing that and seeing the thoughtfulness and how we can keep taking those ideas and there's endless possibilities to just keep going. And so you and Jeff talked about, you know, where are we in kind of the the inning cycle or the life cycle, but I'm with you. I see, I see that there's endless possibilities to keep advancing. And every time I think I have even something figured out, there's this whole other, you know, universe behind there. That's, that's, well, that's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what's, it's not any different from, you know, when we discovered the express exterior model, right? It's like, oh, look at this amazing thing. And here we are, right? Look at, look at what that has bred. Isn't that sound so funny? 
guess what? We're going to have them stay in their car. Free. They're not going to do it. They won't do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Now I I will say, I maybe have shared this story with you before, but I was on the end, the end, the customer end of being super uncomfortable in a car wash when I got a chance to visit Repsol over in Spain. And I, they were showing me some of their washes and, you know, in that area, it's a lot of, it's a lot of embays. And I, they, they have a I really totally amazing because I totally have been there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like they have this awesome mobile app, right? And send, so they're showing me how that all worked and how the kiosk was going to work. And we pull up and you see, you scan the thing. And then like you pull the car up, you park in the normal spot where you would in a, in a rollover or an embay and you get out. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? What are you guys doing? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we're going to go get a coffee while it washes our car. And I'm like, that is, that would not work in the United States. That just, we would be so confused and people would be so mad that someone never left their mad. car. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like when, when you see somebody going in for the gas, like they're pumping yeah. their car, like, they're leaving no! out there like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get your What's gas your and go park and then go get your thing. Yeah. It's funny. Oh yeah, the 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 disruption of that. Well, and even in your conversation with Jeff, and he was talking about indoor vacuums and things like that, which you know we think, wow, indoor vacuums. But this is just very. We have our own kind of places that we have advanced and and brought the industry forward in certain areas. But then there's other other parts of the world that have they've been doing things in a different way for a long time. So it's sharing that that information and sharing that experience to kind of you know, keep iterating what this looks like. And that's, I love the travel that you guys do with the International Car Wars Association and and seeing those different ways, you know, that, that you can mix and take that and and, and learn from each other. And it's uh, it's still, I think, very communal and, and people are happy to share information because they're so jazzed about it. I mean, yeah. you just get these really passionate people that are really excited car washers. Well, it's, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with kind of driving innovation, right? And the only way you can do that is if you get out of your little box and look bigger. And we're starting to see this all over the place, right? You've got cool mobile stuff happening in in the Spanish market. You've got some really awesome point of sale stuff happening in in Australia. You've got great operations happening in Germany, like in the Netherlands, like we always know happens. Um, But even in the US now, you're starting to see some of this disruption as it comes down to uh, mobile apps and the whole customer payment experience. Right. We were talking earlier, right, about uh, how we got the video of the new kind of kiosk from AMP. And it's like, you know, I never thought I'd spend nine minutes of my life watching a video about a payment terminal, but I sure did. I know. I mean, I was like, oh, white. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Yay. Ooh, yeah. and then you do what? Oh, great. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was very, very cool. Very well done. And I love um, the sophistication that we're seeing in the industry and just this, not just the professionalization, and, but this taking those ideas and making them sharp and look yeah. look cool and be user-friendly and sleek. And that's really, really, that's so fun to watch. And, and especially when you see the benefit on the customer side and the the operator side, like they're getting better user interface, but also the customer's getting a better user interface as well. Like yeah. they're, it's simultaneous. Well, and the reality is customers expect more. I mean, especially now with, with the membership model and the introduction of that, they really do expect more. I mean, that is their car wash, right? I'm right. a member of that car wash. That is my car wash and it better be great. 
Right. Especially, yeah, they, they're paying you whether it's used or not. And yeah, they expect definitely a certain level of service. And there's kind of a little bit of a, for better or for worse, the entitlement of, yeah, this is mine because yeah. I have, I've paid into this. I paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. I paid. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> better give me my free towel. <laughs> yeah. And I'm probably going to steal it just for the record. You know, some of them are good. Got a couple of car wash towels. Not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I have a, I have a box of, of them. Sorry. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Well, and I mean, if they really, there's cameras everywhere. So, you know, it's like, hi, <laughs> I'm going to take this towel. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. What are they going to do? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've seen signs that say, be prepared. There's RFID tags in these towels. Oh, that's funny. Maybe that's I, the new innovation. That's going to drive profitability. <laughs> And I and I feel bad for the person that has to sew those RFID tags into all of those towels. Yeah, no, yeah. no. That's why you just got to put some marketing on them, and then you know, like, good, yeah. they have it in their car, floating around with you with your name on it. It's a cost center. It's totally a cost center. I agree. I agree. So, Matt, we could talk forever. You are one of my favorite people to talk all things car wash with, and I appreciate your time coming on today and. Um, I loved hearing the conversation with Jeff, but also just the chance that you and I get to just chit chat about all of these great things as well. And so thanks for your advocacy for our industry and just being such a great voice for us and uh, and a good friend and a good human being as uh, as you have on your show. <laughs> oh, thanks, Lenise. No, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Uh, I love I love that I'm not the only person podcasting in the space. Uh, so it's nice to talk shop a little bit, right? But I've I've always I've always appreciated your approach to uh, when you were on the operator side to how you market and how you get information out. So I'm just I'm just grateful for your friendship. Oh, I got me a little teary. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. So stay tuned here. You'll hear the full episode of The Great Market Pause with Jeff Pavone and Matt DeWolf. Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. This is the podcast, of course, uh, that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. Now, for a long time, we've been talking about this booming industry, this crazy car wash industry, and how fast everything's been growing and changing. And we're going to talk about how it continues to change today. And to do that, I'm going to bring in uh, Jeff Pavone from Amplify uh, Car Wash Advisors. He's going to talk to us a little bit um, about how maybe this thing is slowing down a little bit and uh, and how we might need to rethink of what we thought was happening last year, um, because things are a changing, as they say. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, thank you. Uh, uh, again, as always, it's a pleasure to be on the show, and uh, I look forward to a, a good interview here. Well, um, I was just saying uh, before we got started that I think you hold the record for most appearances on the podcast, and uh, I don't know if I should congratulate you or say sorry. 
No. Well, well, we, we appreciate it. And at the end of the day, this uh, space is definitely volatile and it's got, it's changing in real time. So, so I do think, uh, uh, you know, keeping the up to keeping the information fresh and in real time uh, is, is important. Yeah. So the last time we had you on uh, would have been the end of the year last year. And we were talking a lot then about, um, I think we called that one, the great market reset. Um, because the year leading up to that was pretty crazy. Uh, and then we're going to start talking about the market resetting. What are you seeing? And maybe what have you seen over the last kind of 12 months, 10 to 12 months um, in the market now? All right. Yeah. You know, I'd really would say we had a, I'll call this the great pause for 2023. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think there's, you know, a variety of reasons. When you look at uh, uh, all the headwinds, we, we're sitting here with, uh, uh, interest rates that continue to grow. We had no control over inflation at the time. Labor wasn't, reports weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it just, um, it, and, and then credit came to a screeching halt almost for uh, most platforms. And so, you know, the, the pause really had to be, you had to see, first off and foremost, uh, uh, most platforms had to look at their own debt structure and say, mm-hmm. you know, how do we how do we fix this going forward? And and it wasn't easy. I mean, because you know, not only was it expensive, it was really hard to come by. So so that was sort of a a a I would say a a priority. The second thing uh, I think uh, most platforms started to do is they really you know for the first time they had real not they they had a platform they had they had data. Uh, they have a lot more information and they're, and they're smarter. They're more educated and they had to take a, a step back and look at, you know, what are their, how are their platforms performing? How are their mm-hmm. platforms performing to projections? You know, uh, really getting a, a much better feel for what they own, uh, was important. Um, I think they had to get a, a, a better grip around the investment community and, and where multiples were going to settle in at. Uh, so we had, we had a lot of factors here that just said, you know what, it's time to pause, uh, and, and just see how this all shakes out, uh, before we can move forward. Yeah. We, you know, we had this period where, um, I think I said before that the, the whole industry was sort of like the surface of the sun. It was so hot and it was so, uh, growing so fast. Um, and a lot of that initially was through acquisition. Um, which is what we're kind of talking about with the platforms, right? They were going out and buying up a lot of locations. And then we got into this phase where it was like, okay, let's build our own because everything's getting a little too expensive to go acquire. Let's build our own. Let's do some greenfield development because we can do that um, more cost effectively. Now it seems like um, we're sitting in this space where we got to be really great operators, right? And it's this is this is what kind of what you're talking about with now we have KPIs, now we have some metrics, now we can look at our overall kind of wash portfolio and say, okay, where do we need to move and change and adjust and really get efficient with what we're doing? What are you seeing? What are you seeing people? um, Especially, I know you talk a lot with some of the platforms. What are you seeing people do? I mean, there's a little bit of um, in the social media space, you know, people are starting to identify some store closings, right? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you think we should be worried about? Well, you know, I, I don't know about worried, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, all businesses uh, have cycles, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and we were certainly in an environment of get big fast. 
you know, and I, I don't know if you remember the internet days, but that was sort of the mantra, get big fast, right? And, and then all of a sudden we saw the internet space implode, right? Because uh, it, it went from get big fast to get profitable fast. You know, did it mean the internet was a lousy business? No, not really. It, it meant that the uh, quality companies uh, uh, were going to, were going to long term. This is a, this is a marathon. And so in the car washing space, I really think it went from get big fast and it was all about unit growth. Uh, yeah. and then it became, you know, obvious that, you know, you've got an operating business here. And I think today going forward, we're seeing our, the operators, uh, really reassessing everything they bought. And it, it really is getting, uh, getting profitable. The bottom line is they've got a service. Uh, some very expensive debt and, and they got investors that are expecting a return. And so, you know, now it's no longer um, a matter of just deploying capital for, for the sake of growth. It's, it's got to be deploying capital. Then they want to return on that, on that growth. So I, I think you, you will see some, some units, if it makes sense to close. I think you'll mm-hmm. see on the greenfield front, you'll see much more selective, disciplined, uh, greenfield. Um, and I, and I think on the M&A side, uh, you'll see M&A being done, but it'll be done, um, I, I would say a lot smarter, right? At the end of the day, they have a lot more knowledge, the buyers. Uh, so, you know, you know, the way to characterize this is it's they, they brought professionalism into the space today. Mm-hmm. Before they had nothing to base it on. They were just buying without having a lot of, uh, experience. Today, it's becoming very professionalized. And and the and the and the business is trying to stabilize. So so I think you'll see uh, an emphasis on quality versus quantity. And so if, if there's some stores closing, you know it's probably for the right reasons. Um, and and you'll see uh, again a, a a real focus and driving more value from each each of the assets that they currently own. Yeah, and, and I mean that's just good business, right? I mean you you need to run a profitable business. You can't live in the space where yeah, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some loser locations, and we're just gonna hang on to those. That makes no sense, and I, I think that's what we're seeing um, with these groups now being able to be smarter about how they're running business. They're just they're just making the hard decisions, and they're doing what's best for them. I I, I think it's you're you're right. I think this is a you know the good that's come out of this is we've 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 actually we do know it's a good business. We've got a we've got a a very high acceptance rates of memberships. Uh, memberships have, have stayed stabilized, if not growing. The consumer loves the product. Uh, so, you know, and we've got really high margin business. Uh, and so this is a really good business to be in. Uh, so I think you'll see stabilized growth going forward. Uh, I think you'll see some of the platforms uh, are going to come out of the gates very soon with fresh capital on, uh, in, on their balance sheet and look to really start expanding but they'll do it with with a lot more knowledge behind them, and 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 it'll be a very controlled, smart growth, which is you know long term good for everybody. Yeah, and and steals a little bit from you know some of the great operators in this industry, right? Those those groups that we've watched over the years since kind of the inception of this industry grow at really um, really strong conservative paces, where they had everything set up, they had great infrastructure, they had their processes down. And they could then scale that very smartly. That's starting to move over into into this um, platform space as well. So that's going to be fun to watch. You're right, and, and and Matt, at the end of you know, I, I really when you look at this is you know, 
the, the, the great operators uh, have one thing in common. They build car wash company, right? They don't yep. just build car washes. And, yep. and it's consistent. If, if you look at all the top uh, brands out there, they, they have a, a tremendous infrastructure and team, uh, not, not only on their car wash locations, but, but at their corporate level, that's driving volume. And now you're seeing some of that professionalism, you know, flow through to a lot of the platforms. They're getting it and they're, they're going to be using that to their advantage. So when you think about, um, you know, the, we're talking about platforms having more data now and having a little bit more experience under their belts as they're kind of coming in to this thing. Now, is that is that something that you think um, kind of the, the the smaller operator needs to be concerned about? Like, how how does this play out for, you know, the people that have two and five and 10 and 20 locations um, as as this kind of dynamic shifts? So, so. Uh- yeah, great question. And, and I, and I look at it, I go, you know, first off, the, like, take, take the, the platforms, right? The data they're going to be looking for could be, you know, uh, competition. They're going to look, yeah. dive deeper in it and say, okay, is it really, is it cannibalizing? And at the end of the day, you know, there's, you know, if you've got two or three car washes that are in the market that are both all convenient, uh, there is going to be some impact on your numbers, right? And so when you look at, uh, you know, how a smaller operator to be looking at this thing is they've got to be looking at it and saying, you know, um, some of the, some of the, some operators, even great operators I've seen have just incredible numbers. Uh, but they're not immune from having competition that's, that's just come into their market. And at some point, even if they lose some share of their market, it's just real. You're not going to get your car washed two or three times a day, like a cup of coffee. So it, it, it doesn't work the same way. I think it, you know, you've got to be very sensitive to, to what's going on around you and and who's building because, you know, most of these new tells coming in, you know, even if it's take a fraction of your business, it's, it's going to slow down some of your growth. Uh, and, and I look at, you know, a lot of the trends right now you're going to see, it's going to be, you're, you're going to see the customer experience. I think, you know, for a lot, for a long time, you know, we, we, it was all about adding units and growth through units. I think today it's going to be, how, how do we, how do we differentiate? How do we improve our customer experience? You're going to, we're seeing a lot of innovation in technology that's going to start having, uh, a, a way better educated, uh, a, a operator that's going to know just how many times you've been to the site. Uh, what you're, you know, how frequently you're coming and, 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 and more importantly, how to keep you coming back and, and, and building more stickiness. So I, I think uh, the smaller operators got to start also playing in that same game of, of looking at, you know, what, what technology is out there to, to really make sure that they're staying, um, in the forefront of knowing uh, everything they can about the, the customer under a lot and, and how to keep them. Yeah. I love the, I love the sophistication that, um, is starting to come with all of this, right? All of this ability to really think about that customer experience end to end. And even from before they get to your actual wash, um, that's only possible because s- some of these groups came in and started thinking that way. And it's like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and to your point, Jeff, about differentiation, like it's, it's, you have to be different today. Um, because let's be honest, a, a, an express car wash, you can only build them so many different ways. So there's, and to the average consumer, unless you're really, 
and doing something crazy at your location, you're not going to look that different from the one that's maybe down the road. So uh, this this experiential focus, I think, is going to be super important as we go forward. Right. And the good news is we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of technology, a lot of solution uh, that's coming into the tunnel uh, that's going to be uh, and it's and it's it's here now. And so, you know, I, I do think you'll see uh, some really uh, exciting, cool things happening on a site level uh, where, you know, people will get uh, they're going to get a, they're going to figure out what to do with all this data they're getting and uh, and how to maximize that in, into a, a return for them. Yeah, it's like you were talking about, right? The once you, first you got to get the data <laughs> and as you're collecting it now, well, now now you've got a baseline. Now right. you know that you've got something and you can start dissecting it and analyzing it and diving in and doing all the all the super fun stuff that um, will really set you apart. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that technology space and that innovation space. What do you think, where do you think we are ripe for uh, some disruption uh, kind of going in the next couple of years? You know, there's, there's certainly a lot of talk about, when first off, cost. Right. Yeah. This cost has gotten expensive to build these car washes. At the end of the day, uh, we're finding a lot of there's a lot of concern about how do we drive this cost down? And and I do think you'll start looking at parts of the business, whether it's the POS or whatever else seems to be the hot topic today of mm -hmm. where, you know, that's that that market's going to go. But but I, I can tell you, there, there's there's only so much tolerance for for uh, cost going up. And, and I think every, every part of your, your build is going to start looking at it. And so from a, from a, uh, advancement in technologies, I do think you're going to see there's some young, nimble companies that are going to be able to give you the tools to interact with your, with your, with your customers better. They're going to give yeah. you ways to, uh, to get them on the lot, to keep them. Uh, and, and, and with some of these younger, innovative companies, they're going to have a, they're going to have a, a real advantage on, on cost. But, but I do think you're going to find, Tremendous pressure from from the big players to start driving costs down. You know, cost of chemistry. Uh, they're going to look at they're going to look at every line item now uh, to making sure that they can get these things profitable. Yeah, it's interesting. It 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 will. I mean, good operators do this already, right? They they're looking at stuff pretty closely. But when you get to the point where you're having to ask yourself, what level of profitability am I comfortable with now that competition has taken some of that away from me? That question changes a little bit and you look a little harder <laughs> for for those those little pieces. It's a real thing. That's right. I mean, and and, and any advantage you can use to your your uh you have to be getting it and and I do think it's going to come I think the advantages will come first off. Let's assume you all, you all build a, a great facility. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's going to come down to how well do you know your customers? How, how, how you can, how do you interact with them? How can you can reach them? And there are really powerful new apps and tools out there that, you know, if you come into my wash, let's say once or twice, I can go, hi, Matt. How you doing? How, how you enjoying the experience? And it'll be, it'll, you'll, you'll start seeing some more personalization going on. Yeah. Um, the other the other kind of tools you'll see out there are you know take uh, memberships you know you know you know well we all experience churn in this business the question is are you learning from the churn right yeah and and there are you know there are tools out there and companies out there and that, that now uh, that that you know we know of uh, that that will take that data and you can it could be one rogue agent it could be all of a sudden you're getting more churn at one of your locations 
because that demographic is a little weaker and it just got more maybe it's the economy affecting a a, a location. But I can tell you that kind of data is going to be the stuff that's really going to be in the forefront of, of, I think of court car wash operators going forward. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And it's a, it's an exciting time to be kind of hanging around this space. That's for sure. Um, what is, what does all of this mean as you think about, I mean, obviously part of your business is to help people do deals, right? Um, are deals still happening, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs> Certainly, uh, you know, I, I would say Christmas has slowed down, right? We had yeah. Christmas every yeah. day last year and the last few years. Uh, you know, I'd say deal flow, you know, plus or minus came down 75%. You yeah. know, I think the market just had to take this pause. Um, we as a firm, you know, again, maybe it's just advantage of being old, right? I've been through cycles before and I knew, I knew when things were going up, we weren't that good. And I knew the market couldn't, uh, long term, uh, continue to go at that pace. And so, you know, we invested heavily into com- converting our firm to a full service advisory firm, you know, so really sitting in there and, and saying the question we've got, we, we always got to ask is, you know, how do we, how, we want to be value creators. And, yeah. and how are we going to drive value? And again, at the end of the day, uh, if you're an emerging firm and building out, uh, you're not ready to sell and, and, yeah. and selling in a market that, that you have very few buyers, probably not a smart thing either. Uh, today, you know, the good news is we are finding buyers coming back, by the way. Uh, we, we have a very, very strong, uh, the good news is the buyers came back and we've got a strong fourth quarter of closing deals. So we're yeah. excited about that part of it, but we're, 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 we're still, we're really, we've evolved to a point where we do want to help operators and we're the, the advisory side is looking at, let's say, you know, you've got a chain and you're paying a dollar a car for chemistry and, and we can get your cost down to 60 cents. There's, there's a million light items that, that, that having more data and having more expertise, because again, we've got guys in our team that have been around for, you know, 40 plus years uh, on the highest level in operations. We're going to dig deep into knowing uh, these costs, help benchmarking some of it. Uh, we're also going to sit there and, and help uh, operators understand what are buyers looking for today, mm-hmm. like in real time. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, multiples and valuations. I can tell you the only ones that matter are, are what things are trading today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I do think there's going to have to be uh, a way more, uh, a lot more education uh, to the smaller operators, a lot of them, you know, are working really hard at, at on their own company, and they don't have the exposure to all of the advancements that are happening in the space, or even some of the, uh, you know, the KPIs, and 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 so, you know, for us, it it gives us an opportunity to step in and really uh, p- provide that kind of value uh, to an operator, and, and and eventually at some point, if if you create value for them. Uh, Hopefully, at some point when they transact, they're going to use you. So talk about that evolution a little bit for you all, right? So um, you started down this path of of kind of making sure you had all the elements uh, of an advisory firm in place. What were you kind of watching um, when that started to happen? Like, how did you, what did, what did you see? Well, I mean, at some point, the pain points became, um, the, at that get big fast kind of yeah. process went on, 
we sort of realized that there's going to be real integration problems and stresses, yeah. right? Uh, we also looked at it, uh, you know, come out of a technology background. We also looked at how fast technology uh, could impact uh, the growth of this business. And we felt that there was real, real opportunity. So, you know, sometimes we're, you know, where we see uh, some of these things going on, we've got to look and say, it's not all bad. We got to just look at uh, where, where are the opportunities here? And so, you know, we, we have, we've, we've got, uh, we're fortunate to have, we've got, you know, Wall Street level, you know, investment bankers on our team that, you know, to understand where the capital markets were going. We also have some of the best operators on, in the country and our, and our, to understand, you know, how these, uh, how operators should be performing. And so, you know, I, I just think today for us, it's all about uh, trying to put that knowledge out in the hands. So, so yeah. we, 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 you know, giving you the advantages that, that some of the other folks have, uh, but, you know, we, we just started seeing it, you know, you know, again, like I said, 18 months ago when, when people were buying at a furious pace and, and, and again, the, the buying was more done on a matter of fear of losing a deal yeah. than anything else. Right. And we knew that what you couldn't, you, that, that's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so at some point we, we had a look at this thing and say, what role do we, do we want to play? And we were happy to do those deals. There's nothing wrong with it, but it, we, we knew at some point we needed to get down to how do we, how do we help stabilize this business long-term and yeah. add value? And I, and, but I, but I think, uh, I think the platforms have gotten really smart, really fast. And, and, and I would say they, they, they brought professionalism into the space. You know, if you look at some of the leaders now running these companies, look at, you know, Mammoth's president and look at some of the other uh, companies out there that have brought in just absolutely, you know, very, very smart guys that under understand how to scale retail. I, I, I think that professionalism is going to to go a long way. And, and for us, as, 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 as we started looking at that, we had to help prepare the operators to to fit within that box too, right? How do they get more professional in, in, yeah. in their running of their business? As you were talking about kind of where Amplify is going and kind of the changes that you all have made, it made me, it made me appreciate what you all do because I, you guys have always been um, all about you know, being a, kind of a, that trusted advisor, right? Like you want to be there alongside uh, the operator and help them get the best possible situation for themselves. And that came that comes out in lots of the um, deals and stuff that you all do. But I think, honestly, while that's core to who you are, it's also just really darn smart, Jeff, because you're able to position Amplify in a way that's like, who else would we use? We, we worked with this group to help us become a super profitable organization. We built this car wash company, and now it's time for us to do something else. Of course, I'm going to use the person to help me turn my business into something amazing. I think mm -hmm. it's just, it's smart, but it's, but not to be missed. It is core to what you guys have always yeah. been, uh, which is in it to help uh, operators maximize um, their experience in this business. So I love that part of it, but appreciate that. It's also smart. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the next year looks like, right? What are you kind of watching as we go forward into 24? So, uh, here's the really good news, right? We, you know, I couldn't say this a month ago. I could say, <laughs> I could tell you today, we're, we've seen inflation come under control. I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, what I've read as early as this morning was, you know, under three, you know, yeah. we're seeing the feds pause. 
um, you know, I wouldn't. So the one thing I won't expect, I, I think we've seen uh, the valuations now uh, yeah. really reset. And I, and I don't see that changing. I don't I, the operators that are looking to say that at some point uh, interest rates are going to drop and, and there's going to be this major reset. It's just not going to happen. I think interest yeah. rates can go down a little, uh, but we're going to see uh, a very disciplined buyer that has a lot of data now and, and they know what they're looking at. So, you know, but on a go forward basis, the good news is you've got a, you got a inflation that's under control. I think you've got a consumer that's proved to be resilient and, uh, and, and looking good. Uh, you know, you know, did we, are we you know, out of this recession fear? Maybe, but, but it certainly feels like, uh, from a, from an economy standpoint, we're we're doing quite well. The consumer is still quite stretched. If you're looking at that that side of it, so we've got to be a little concerned about that. Um, and 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 really important is is that the majority of the platforms that are going to be around for a long time are getting fresh capital, and you're going to see some some announcements any day now coming out, and you're going to see some some some. Really, uh, uh, I think you'll see a push by some of these stronger platforms that were disciplined, uh, look to expand and, and, and growth because this is going to be a tale of, I think, of, of two sides. You got, you got some, some platforms and chains, uh, that probably just didn't grow as smart as they should have. Um, yeah. and, and you're finding others that, that really took a, a very, I'd say, good controlled, uh, strategy. Uh, now will come with fresh, Really, really some fresh capital. And, and I think we'll see some, we'll see, I think we'll definitely see more deals closing in, in the coming year than we did this year. Uh, but I think they're going to be structured. I think that they, the, 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 the operator and the seller, there's going to be some creativity and a structure to how deals get done. Um, but I think you're going to find buyers now. They, they recapped their balance sheets. They're ready to go. They, 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 they know where they want to grow. And, and I, so I think that's going to be positive, you know, from the public markets, you know, you've seen, you know, a lot of, you know, bad news that, that happened over the recent times, um, you know, and I think going forward, we're already saying, you know, Mr. Come out of it, right. Mr. Hit a low, um, maybe about a week and a half ago, uh, they're already up. I almost, I think 30% since, you know, in the last, in the last couple of weeks. So, so I, I think we're just going to be, um, uh, I, I think all all the all together we're going to see stabilization um, going forward and and a much professional buyer going forward. But I do think that's good for everybody. Um, so you know we're, we're excited about to see where, where you know how this thing this market shakes out. But but we we're, we're going to see again uh, innovation and technology. Uh, really, uh, you'll see really fast growth in 2024. I think we we started to see the tip of the iceberg in 23. I think in 2024, you're going to see accelerated uh, technologies coming into these tunnels like, you, like you've never seen before. AI, some other really cool things are going to be happening. So, you know, I, I we're looking forward to 2024 as being uh, an exciting uh, time for the car wash market. Um, so, you know, cheers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what as you're talking, I'm, st- I'm, st- I think, I think maybe one of the first times you were on the podcast, we were talking about what ending, what ending are we in of this whole consolidation thing? And I think at the time we were still thinking we were pretty early innings, um, 
at some point in the last couple of years, we thought that maybe we were getting a little further along in the game. I feel like Jeff, honestly, it seems like we've gone backwards in innings because of this kind of pause, right? Like we're still looking at when you look at the uh, top, top location or top um, car wash organizations by number of locations from a market share perspective, that is still so unbelievably low, which I think is great because that means there's still tons of opportunity out there for folks. I think sometimes it's just a little hard to see that opportunity when you're kind of in it day to day and you're looking at these numbers and you're getting these data points, you know, you're spending too much time watching, um, watching the um, stock prices of these, these larger groups. That's not, that's not indicative of what's going on everywhere. There's tons of opportunity. Um, There's, there's lots of space to grow still. I'm pretty excited for 2024 too, but I will ask you, and maybe maybe we'll switch the analogy. Instead of what inning are we in, what what quarter of the basketball game are we in, Jeff? You know, I, I still think we've got a uh, a long way to go. I mean, we're, we're we're maybe call it in the second half, right? Uh, yeah. You know, because when I look at it, um, you know, there's still there's still white space. Now, yeah. With that said. You know, what we are learning is there are certain markets that got less white space, right? right. That are starting <laughs> right. to get saturated. When you look at markets yeah. like Phoenix, Boise, some of these other markets, you know, and you start looking at the amount of car washes, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's only, you only need so many car washes per customer, right? And, and so some of these markets are starting to feel that saturation point, but there's other markets that, that have a lot of growth. Uh, I, I do think you're going to see, you know, in 2024, you're, you're going to see, uh, a few of these brands come out of this uh, and look a lot different than next year. I think you're going to yeah. see some real winners uh, that are going to have some fairly extent, uh, aggressive growth. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see, you know, a couple of, uh, cons- of consolidators come together. Um, you know, uh, you, you also got to look at the gas C store, you know, yeah. guys that entered a space and, you know, they've entered it. Uh, I would say with, with initial acquisitions, um, they're still trying to learn the market, figure it out. Uh, but as they get smarter, you're going to start seeing, you know, them, them sort of t- continue to grow. So, you know, I, I, I do think from an inning standpoint, we still got, I think, plenty of opportunity to continue to grow. Uh, I, I just think it's going to be, uh, I, I, for sure, we're, I, I think we're in the second half of this. I, I think we're just going to fill in the markets uh, yeah. that we're in a lot smarter. Uh, and we're going to get, we're going to try to get more out of it. The other thing that could surprise you is going to be, I think some, some different, uh, differentiators that are going to come to the market. We're already seeing some guys playing around with, uh, you know, indoor vacuums, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. maybe a flex, maybe some flex washes. Um, you know, I, I, I just think the one size fits all, uh, 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 model that was building out there. I, I think you're going to see a few guys start getting a little more innovative and creative uh, because I think the customer wants it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will put this out into the universe as my one crazy idea that I've been thinking about for a while. Um, I am interested in seeing someone do uh, an interior clean only. Okay. So think about that interior express only. So the flex side of the business, but no wash components. Now, maybe that's a dumb idea, <laughs> and it probably is. Well, but that's the kind of stuff that you know might happen. I'll tell you some of the innovation I've seen in person this year. I've been in a uh, warehouse and I've watched in the inside of a car wash being cleaned by robots. Yeah, that's crazy. 
So, so when I say there's still a lot of innovation ahead, uh, you know, like the labor side of it is, is, you know, probably one of the biggest challenges that we all have. Right. But, yeah. but I think you're going to find labor coming together with technology to start solving the problem. I don't think you're going to solve the problem with, with just labor alone. I think you're going to yeah. see technology, um, is going to be a, a very important, uh, uh, component in, in the car washing. So, um, uh, you're, you're just going to see, I, I do, I do think you're, we're going to see innovation, uh, like crazy this year. Uh, because, you know, especially, you know, the good news is you got a lot more tunnels, you got a lot more customers. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it becomes more profitable, but we're going to see innovation come from, from all angles, uh, because it's still a very good business, very profitable business. Uh, so it'll be fun to see some of the new stuff that's going to come out. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, the wash of the future looks like, you know, I think it's going to be super fun to watch. Um, the question I have to ask you to wrap this all up, Jeff, is one of my favorites. Um, because it's, it, it gets back to the, uh, it gets back to the idea of making people better humans, right? So you can answer this however you want, but I want to ask you about something that we can do today, whether we're an operator, whether we're just a human being at home with our families, um, what's something we can do today that's going to make us better tomorrow. God, I, you know, I, I can tell you how we, we approach things and, and it's all, you know, our culture is built about being generous, right? Being, yeah. being givers, like, you know, and everything we do, you know, there's, there's, you know, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there that are always taking, 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 I would just say in general, be a giver, right? I mean, if somebody needs help, give them, give them, give them some advice. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, in, in the, at the end of the day, most of us have more than we need. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of people that can use our help. I mean, you know, we, we as a business are down significantly over the years past, but our giving went up. We, we did not stop our giving. And at the end of the day, we felt, uh, for us as a, as a, from, we have, we have car washes. We're, we're continuing to, to, to tie to communities. And, and we, and, and again, that's, that's another way of, of, of how, how, how as an operator, you can become successful as become be part of the community. Don't just, you're just not a car wash. And, 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 and so set up some giving programs. Uh, but I, I think in general, I think all of us can really look at, look in the mirror and say, how, how do, how, how can we be a better giver? And, and, and I promise you, yeah, it, it comes back to you tenfold. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is that that, that piece of advice, be, be generous, be a giver is something that can really differentiate you because not everybody is right. Not everybody is. And so that stuff, when it's genuine, like you all do really stands out. Um, wow. And I think it's something, something awesome to see. I appreciate it. And, you know, for us, it's, you know, uh, it's all about relationships, you know, our, our, you know, way we look at everybody as we, we want to listen, we want to hear what you're, concerns are or, or, or what's going on in your life and, 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 and really try to build a bond and relationship. You know, we're not in it for the short haul. This is, a, again, just like a car, like the car wash chains and operators. I, I think this is a marathon and, and, yeah. and we run our business like a marathon. We're not looking short term. And I think, you know, uh, you've got to make, we've got to make smart decisions. We've got to be looking ahead. Uh, you know, looking, you know, if you just look at, at the world and, and the way it is today, it scares the heck out of you. And, and there's, you know, you know, it's, 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 
it's hard to watch the news, what's going on around the world. But I think at the end of the day, you know, what we can do is we can impact as many people in, in our circle as possible. And, yeah. and that's all we can do. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, Jeff, I will let you uh, get back to uh, your busy, busy day here. Uh, as you as your deals have been picking up, that's great news for great news for Amplify. Um, but I, I just want to say thank you so much for for being on the show today. I expect that we will have you back again. So uh, thank you again, Jeff. Any, anytime, Matt. Thanks again for having us. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Car Wash M&A, the podcast with your host, Lenise Barnett. Like what you hear? Subscribe to our podcast feed and leave us a review or follow us on social media at Amplify Car Wash Advisors. Want more M&A information? Visit our website at AmplifyWash.com and listen for new episodes on the last Thursday of each month.